Hi, I'm David Stoker, and I want to welcome you to the Better Life and Recovery hashtag Hope Dealer Movement podcast. As a visible and vocal member of the recovery community since 2009, I'm frequently asked questions and for advice from people all the time. Some are curious, some are still using, some are in recovery, and some people just care about somebody who's currently struggling with a hurt habit or hangout. If people in my community have those questions, I guarantee that people everywhere are looking for answers as well. We started this podcast to give you answers and support because not only is recovery real, it is amazing. Hope you enjoy the show. On uh, today's episode, we're going to answer a couple questions that I got today. And then we're going to briefly discuss or maybe at length discuss an article that uh, came out this week that I, I read earlier. So uh, first question that I received was from a friend and it was on forgiveness. And I think that's huge. The question was, how do I forgive myself for the things I've done in the past? Uh, the ones that I'm still stuck on. Whew. Man, if I could tell everybody how to do that, I would be a billionaire, honestly. So what I am going to do is try to answer in how I was able to uh, come to a place of forgiveness for myself and how I was able to, to do that um, in the past. So first of all, I'd say great question. Everybody struggles with it. And it's amazing to me how easy it is for us to forgive other people, yet how difficult it is for us to forgive ourselves. Uh, but it's kind of understandable too. When I look at my own mistakes, I look at, I take those on. I own those. They become a part of me especially those things that we feel guilt over, right? I mean, not guilt, but shame over. Guilt says, you know what? I made a mistake. And that's okay. Everybody makes mistakes. Shame, on the other hand, says I am a mistake, right? It says not that I did this wrong, but I am wrong. And a lot of times what's happened with our past is we have beat ourselves up about that and we've looked in the mirror and identified ourselves as that for so long. I know for the longest time, I always say it every time I looked in the mirror, I saw a junkie, I saw a convict, and I saw a worthless piece of crap that had nothing to offer to anybody else. And because of that, I had this shame that I internalized because this is who I am today. I, I am a convict, and I identified myself as every worst thing that I'd ever done. Another thing that's amazing with us, how we uh, don't give ourselves credit for all the positive things that we've done, but man, we are quick to beat ourselves and take ownership of all the negative things. So for me, it was really hard for, for me to forgive myself because I had become, my identity was wrapped up in all of those negative things that I'd done. Now, it was easier for me to forgive other people because that's not me, right? Um, I'm not trying to let go or rewrite a piece of me. It doesn't change my identity when I forgave somebody else. But man, when I would forgive myself, that completely changes my identity. I mean, don't get me wrong. There were some times it was really easy for me to forgive myself. And we're not talking about in the past, because in the past we could rationalize anything, right? So we were always able to make excuses for why we did everything that we did in the past. But what I'm saying is today, um, it was easy sometimes for me to forgive myself because I know the backstory. Right, The person that I might have cut off in traffic because my, uh, oh, what the heck is that thing called? Um, anyway, my app that I use to go places, 
uh, didn't tell me to take a right until the last minute. Now, I know that, but the person behind me that I cut off doesn't. So it's easy for me to forgive myself because I know the reasons why. On the other hand, for those other people, it's probably difficult for them, right? So sometimes forgiving ourselves can be easy, but a lot of times it's really, really difficult. We talked about why, right? Because our identity becomes wrapped up in that. Because I am my failures. I am my knuckleheaded choices. And the truth is we're not. But it took me a long time to get to that because for the longest time, I, <laughs> I didn't see anything good here. And I'm sure that I'm going to talk, talking to some people that feel the exact same way. I am my mistakes. So when I look in a mirror and all, all I see is the bad pieces of me and the, all I see is those negative labels that either other people have given me or I've given myself, it's pretty easy for me to become, to get overcome by hate, guilt, anger, uh, regret, shame, and all those different things. So part of it is changing the way we see ourselves. And that was one of the things that I did. And here were some of the tricks that I kind of used as I went through that. Uh, first thing to remember is... Forgiving yourself isn't going to happen overnight. Very seldom. Uh, it takes time. I hate that saying time takes time because it's kind of redundant. It's like uh, saying it works if you work it. Everything works if you work it. Uh, the truth is it has to go beyond that. That's kind of a superficial level right there. So forgiving myself, though it does take time, I may have to rewrite my story. I may have to figure some things out. But for me, that was the first step. Realizing that this isn't going to happen overnight. Um, I can move beyond that. Uh, first thing that I had to do was realize what those things were. You know, uh, think of that amends list. I can't tell you how many people that I have seen make an amends list, and yet they're not on there. I need to be on my amends list because I have probably offended me the most. I am probably, whenever it comes time to, uh, to making those amends, I need to do that to myself. Because I have hurt myself over and over and over and over again. You know, just as much as I've hurt other people. In fact, a lot of times I hurt myself worse. We would take on more for ourselves because we knew we could handle it and other people couldn't. So we would take on all this pain instead of uh, letting it go out to other people. So I had to come to a point where I realized that a lot of the stuff that I did... <clears throat> Sometimes I did it to fit in. Sometimes I did it to survive. And other times I made those choices because I didn't know any better. That was, that was all I knew how to do in that situation. I always talk about like if somebody comes up to, you, up to me today yelling and screaming and cussing, I can sit there and have a conversation with them today because today I realize I have choices. In the past, I, I only had one choice. Right? Or I thought I only had one choice. If somebody came up yelling and screaming at me, I'd probably punch them in the jaw. Problem solved. And that's one of the issues is I used, I treated every problem like a nail and I was a hammer. And I never saw those other options. Today, there's other options, right? Somebody comes up yelling and screaming at you, you can still, I mean, it's still an option to punch somebody in the jaw. But it's also an option to talk to them, it's an option to yell back. It's an option to walk away. Those are all choices that we have. And what I've had to do is realize that I have more choices now than I used to. So realize that in the past, I need to give myself a pass, right? Because I did the best that I could, the best that I knew how, the best that I was equipped to do. 
Now I need to identify what those biggest regrets are. Look at the things I've done and write those things down. Look at those things that I cannot get over, those things that I've not been able to forgive myself for and write those down. Look at what my choices were. Look at what I do today and look at why I would do something different today. And over time, it, it for me at least, it became easier for me to forgive myself for the things I did in the past when I realized that I would act completely differently now. I'm not that person anymore. I'm not the person from my past that made those negative choices that engaged in those bad behaviors. So today it's a lot easier for, for me to forgive myself by, by knowing that I would never act that way again. Knowing that I've changed, that I'm a different person, right? So that was a big thing for me. I also had to realize that I like the person I am today. And if you can look in a mirror and like the guy looking back or the girl looking back, the person looking back, how about we say that? But if you can look in a mirror and like the person looking back, then you have to realize you wouldn't be the person you are today if it wasn't for everything that you've done. If it wasn't for everything that had been done to you. You know, I'm pretty open about my past from my very first memory being molested by a babysitter when I was three up to living in a household with abuse. There were some egregious things that were done to me, some horrific things that nobody should ever have to live through. But I wouldn't be the person that I am today if it wasn't for those things. Because not only did I go through those things, but I learned from them. And now I'm able to take that wisdom and pass it down to other people. And that's an amazing gift to have those things. Because so often we hold on like and feel like we're the only ones out there. And that's part of what this Hope Dealer movement thing is all about. I, w I need more people out there sharing our stories. Because there's so many people that are sitting there feeling like this has never happened to anybody else. Nobody else has ever gone through the things that I've gone through and made it out on the other side. And we're there to share our stories but there's success at the end. There's victory at the end. And that's an amazing thing. So I, because of all the knuckleheaded choices that I've made, have grown into the person that I am today. I like the person that I am today. And I wouldn't be who I am without that person. But I still, some of us still beat ourselves up about stuff. So remember, write those things down, look at what you do differently and realize that that was a different person back then. And you're no longer that person. And then I would love to tell you, you know what? Uh, <clears throat> look at what we've learned and move on, right? Let the rest go. What do they say in The Lion King? Put your behind in the past. You know, that's kind of what we need to do is we have to put our past behind us which is easier said than done. I know. Which is why hopefully we have a sponsor or a mentor or a life coach or somebody in our life that cares enough about us to sit down and talk to us and let us work through those things. Because, you know, I mean, I don't know. My faith gets into this sometimes, so I'm going to let my faith get into it. And if it's offensive, oh well. Uh, anyway, uh, everybody has their own things they believe in. I believe there's multiple pathways to recovery. My pathway was Christ. And I believe that my God doesn't make junk. I believe that my God makes everything to be amazing. In fact, if you believe in anything, if you believe in evolution, then obviously we evolved to become bigger, better, and better. And by better, I don't mean worse. I mean, like, ultimately, 
amazing. So we were born to be amazing no matter what you believe. We were born to be great. Some of us never attained that. Some of us, uh, we have things that happen to us and we let it dictate our entire lives and act like we can never get over it. And it amazes me the way some people live their lives. And then I look at these other people. Uh, Nick Vajusic, one of my favorite motivational speakers. Uh, his ministry is called No Limbs, No Limits. Uh, he is in, he's fr uh, from New Zealand, but he was born with no arms and no legs. And he goes around the world and talks about how blessed and fortunate he is. Man, here's some, you know, I was somebody back in the day, I'd have a flat tire and I would let it ruin my month because of how hard things were. So it's really good if we can put things into perspective. I think that really helps if we can put those things into perspective. So we need to let those things go, right? Put your behind in the past. You'll never be able to make a better past for yourself. I think we talked about that last week, actually, when we talked about the word powerless, is the fact that people cause themselves a lot of anxiety because they keep going back and forth and trying to uh, to make a better past for themselves. I'd be really depressed too if that's how I live my life, was trying to change my past. I'm going to burn all my en energy on the past and have nothing left to put in today. Today's the only place where I can make positive change. Today is the only place that I can make better. Today is the only way I'm going to be able to do all those things, and yet here I sit beating myself up nonstop because of how something I did 25 years ago. And I'm not going to lie, I, I'm, I've been guilty of that too. You know, I, I, I'm still guilty of that sometimes with my dad's suicide, where I sit there and beat myself up because, man, if, if our conversation on the phone would have been different that night, maybe he'd still be alive. But you know what? He's not. He's been gone for over 10 years now, and I still, that's one of those things that I have still to this day have a lot of trouble dealing with. I've forgiven myself. But there's a big difference between the mind and the heart, right? Logic, feeling. So just because I've acknowledged something and I know something doesn't mean that my heart's going to listen to what my brain knows. It's why some of you knuckleheads are in relationships with people that are horrible for you and you know it. And you've told everybody how bad they are for you and what a horrible person they are. And yet your heart still loves that person and still drives you back. It's why some of us know how much turmoil it causes every time we pick up a beer or do a shot or take a pill or snort a line and yet we go back and do that because what I know up here and right here sometimes there's a big disconnect it's one of the reasons that as we get more into this we'll talk about uh we'll talk about uh the locker room and some of those other things so those are things we'll get to um, as we go through this and that's what each one of these are every time we get together and we have one of these kind of conversations on a Sunday uh, which I guess is more of a monologue than a dialogue but every time we have one of those that's one of the things I'm trying to do is plant some seeds hopefully so that you can in turn plant your seeds and I want comments on this and I want your feedback on this because maybe there's something that I didn't say that you're like you know what that would have been great if you would have said that there and then I can interject that the next time I have a conversation because I believe we can all learn from each other. So today, I remember I'm not perfect, right? So what have I done? Let's review everything. I have 
realize that sometimes it's really difficult for me to forgive myself because a lot of times I take all those things that I've done and I take ownership of them and they become part of my identity. But I realize that in order for me to ever move on, in order for me to ever have true joy and happiness, you know, in order for you to love somebody, how can you love somebody when you can't stand yourself? You know, how can you be in a good relation, good, healthy relationship when your relationship with yourself is not healthy? So that's an important thing to remember now, too. And for some of you that are single, it's probably a good thing you're single. Don't rush that. You know, work on you, fix you, figure, get right with you. You know, I, I think of uh, in the movie Armageddon, whenever, uh, <laughs> uh, oh man, I cannot think of his name. Whenever Bruce Willis finds out that his, uh, his daughter and uh, Ben Affleck's guy, he's like, get right with God, AJ. Get right with God, people, and get right with yourself. And then, you know what, then you can get right with somebody else. But man, you got to get right with yourself first. You got to get right with your higher power first. You have to be at a good place in this world. So I realize that it's going to be hard sometimes for me to forgive myself, right? Second thing, I realize that, uh, that I probably need to put some of these things down that I've had a lot of problems forgiving myself for. Put them in paper. It makes them real, right? Write it down. What, it, what are those things? What is that one thing? And then look at it and write down what you would do today. What would I do different given the same opportunity? And then realize that you're not the person that made those choices back then. The person that made those choices back then was doing the best that they knew how or doing what they had to do to survive in the lifestyle, the situation they were in. You're no longer that person. And once I realized that, that's when I can start forgiving myself. When I realized that I'm not the person that I used to be, I would never make those choices again, right? A lot of those things that I'm beating myself up about, if I had it to do all over and it was the me of today, not the me of 20 years ago, Man, it'd be a completely different thing. And you can, you're that way too. So, so look at that, realize you're not the same person and then say, listen, what can I learn from this? Write down what you can learn from it and then rip the rest up, let it go, burn it, do whatever you got to do. Because I know that there's something I can take from it, but I don't need to keep everything else. Just take what you can learn. And then, you know, I wish we could absolve, our, absolve ourselves. That would be amazing. You know, a lot of people believe in, in, in that God that can absolve you of your sins, right? Which means not only is there forgiveness, but it's wiped from memory. I can't do that when it comes to me. I can't wipe that from my memory, but I can try to just focus on the things that I've learned from it so that I can live my life better today. And once we do that and we move beyond it, then I remember I'm not perfect. I'm never going to be perfect. So I'm probably going to make mistakes all the time. The difference between my mistakes back then and my mistakes now is that I make those amends quickly. I learn from things quickly instead of going over it again and again and again and again. So the next question that I had uh, kind of blended into this one, really. Somebody said, what's the difference between the past, now, and the future? And how do you, do, how do you move forward into the past Uh, into the present when you're caught in the past. And I think some of that we've already talked about, right? I think we have definitely talked about that quite a bit. Uh, What's the difference between the past? The past is yesterday, and there is nothing I can do to make yesterday any different. 
Like I said, I can't go back and change it. Even if I had a time machine, I've never seen a movie where they traveled back in time and they actually made it better. Every time they've actually made things worse. And now, now is the moment, right? Uh, Nike, just do it. Today is the day. Uh, Carpe diem, seize the fish. You know, but seriously, seize the day. Today is the only day where I can do positive things to make my life better. So I'm going to focus on anything and everything I can do today. Now, I might look at yesterday, right? And try to figure out how I can be a better guy today than yesterday. Whether that's, you know what, yesterday I smiled and said hi to three people that I didn't know. Today it's going to be my goal to smile and say hi to four people that I don't know. Because you have no idea how much that smile and acknowledgement can mean to somebody. So maybe that's, maybe that's what you're going to do. That's what I say. I'm always trying to be a better person than I was yesterday. Not a better person than I was 10 years ago. I will never have to worry about being a better person than I was 10 years ago. Because I am so far beyond that and removed from that guy that I don't even have to worry about it. So what can I do today to make my day and myself a little bit better and to help the people around me become a little bit better? Now, what is the future? The future is... Who cares about the future? Really? You know, uh, and by that, what I mean is who cares about the future if I'm not doing positive things today, right? My goal is to be the best person I can today. And then the day after that, to be an even better person. And the day after that, be an even better person. So I'm going to try to be a good husband today and a better husband tomorrow. I'm going to try to be a good dad today and a better husband tomorrow. Um, I'm going to try to be a better employee today, a good employee today and an even better employee tomorrow. And if we keep that as our focus, then our future will probably be amazing because every single day I'm going to live to be better than the day before. I'm going to live to be a better person and to impact people more positively. And if I do that every single day, the sky's the limit for where I'm going to end up. So remember that, hold on to that, right? Past, who cares about the past? You can't change the past and make it better. Now, if you were walking with shame about the past, then absolutely do what we've already talked about. Work through those things. See what you can learn from them and apply them today so you can be better. Uh, the future, we, I think some people get so wrapped up in the future that they don't focus on today, right? Uh, how many times have we been so stressed out because we were $20 short on a car payment that was due in a week, so we go blow all of our money at the bar or we go spend... A, a hundred bucks on retail, uh, uh, what do they call it? Retail therapy, right? And because of that, we had nothing whenever it came time for that bill due. So who cares about the future or focus on today and what do you need to do today? What do I need to do today to become a better person and make everything else better? So how do you move forward into the present when you're caught in the past? I think it's kind of what we talked about. We have to put our behind in the past. Just like they say in The Lion King. I think it's what, Rafiki? That says that? Put your behind in the past. So that's kind of what we got to do. We've got to reach a place where I realize that that's going to drag me down. I'm trying to swim and man, not only am I trying to swim, I don't know about you, I'm trying to, I'm trying to save other people. I'm throwing other people buoys, right? I'm throwing other people these life rings and giving them an opportunity to well, save themselves, right? Because that's all we can really do. I can't save anybody. Uh, 
I can't fix anybody, but I can remind them of tools that they have and maybe introduce them to some tools they've never heard. And I can also instill hope by sharing my story and let them know that there's victory at the end, no matter what they've been through, which is why we need all those other people. So absolutely. So that's how I kind of uh, have moved into the present and why I no longer focus on the past. And plus, there's nothing good for me back there. There really isn't. Um, I will never miss the good old days because, uh, as Billy Joel said, the good old days weren't always good. Tomorrow's not as bad as it seems. The good old days aren't nearly as good as I thought they were. All those friends that I remembered having, when I actually sat down and looked at how many of them visited me every week and how many of them came and put money on my books every week, I realized I didn't really have friends. Uh, when I spent my time in prison, you know, not jail where you go for a little time, but prison where you go for an extended time, the only people that came up and visited me were family. I never had somebody that wasn't blood related to me come visit me. And yet I supposedly had all these great friends. I didn't have a single person put money on my books. And yet I thought I had all these great friends. Uh, my life was going to, uh, uh to hell in a handbasket for real. I mean, it was going nowhere positive. So why would I sit there and want to focus on that anyway? Now, I may have to forgive myself for some of the choices that I made back then, and I may have to forgive some other people for some of the things they did, but honestly, I don't want the past. Man, I'm happy being in today, and I don't want the future unless I get to live every single day of it. You know, and, and that's a really difficult thing for me today is I realize I have to live every day because I don't know how much longer I got. I know my wife's listening and she hates it when I say this every time, but I use drugs for a quarter of a century, right? Um, I've died and been, I've stopped breathing and been pronounced dead eight different times on five different occasions, eight times altogether. Uh, well, six occasions, eight times. Uh, I don't know how much time I have left. I've had more CAT scans and, and uh, and I can count on two hands. I mean, I have really messed myself up. My son may have to walk my daughter down the aisle when she gets married because I won't be here. Man, I'm not worried about the future. I need to be worried about today. And same thing with everybody else. I mean, I could, not tomorrow, it's uh, Martin Luther King Day, so I, I won't be working tomorrow. But say the day after that, I could be driving to work Tuesday and get T-boned at, a, at an intersection. You know, so, and, and I can laugh at that because, because it's the truth. So why would I be so latched onto the future and, and, and not focus on today? Today's where it's at. Trust me. I guarantee it. Today is going to be amazing. And when I wake up tomorrow, guess what? Uh, I go back to the Annie song. When Annie used to sing that song and, you know, tomorrow it's only a day away, Tomorrow is always a day away because as soon as tomorrow uh, flips, guess what it is? It's today. T tomorrow never actually comes. So stop focusing on what you're going to do tomorrow, man, and, and start living now. Get busy living. Every single person out there, I mean, we need to get busy living. And part of that, like I said, is using some of the things that hopefully we've learned and other people have taught us and that we will continue to learn to make ourselves better and then turn around and sow our wisdom into other people's lives so that their lives become better too. And I said that I was going to talk briefly about an article, and yes, I guess it's going to be very briefly uh, because I try to keep these down to about half an hour.
But I was reading an article and it was on uh, childhood trauma and addiction. And for those of you who are familiar with what's called ACEs, which is adverse childhood experiences, basically it is kind of a, uh, a questionnaire that you go through and then you find out what your score is or your therapist, psychiatrist, psychologist finds out what your score is and they see what your childhood was like. If your childhood was anything like mine, don't do an ACEs. Because people look at that score and they're like, oh my God, how are you still alive? And that's really not a good thing to say to somebody like me, right? So, but what the article talked about was that people who had adverse childhood experiences tended to have a way higher rate of addiction. And all I could think is, duh, <laughs> right? Because everybody else is like, really? So what you're telling me is if your life is rough when you're younger, then you're going to try to do things to escape and numb? We never would have thought of that. You know, but now we're proving it through research and studies with a whole lot of people. What happens is a lot of times we do things anecdotally, which means I base everything on my experiences or somebody else's experiences that I know or I've heard about. And yet we don't look at everybody's or multiple people or a huge cross section of society. And that's really what we need to do if we want to see what's effective for other people. Now, you may know what's effective. In fact, you do. You know what's effective for you, and I know what's effective for me, but we may not know what's effective for a lot more people or what impacts a lot more people. So these big studies really help with that. And basically what they said was adverse childhood experiences cause trauma. Hmm. Uh, I mean, uh, make people more likely to develop a substance use disorder and other addictions. So... uh, I just want to put that out there. A lot of us, we may have kids that have gone through a lot. We really need to be mindful of our children based on the things that they might have gone through. And not they themselves, but maybe they vicariously have gone through things because of us. But uh, like uh, 9-11 taught us a really important lesson. When 9-11 happened, we never knew, say, people could get post-traumatic stress disorder just from watching something happen on TV. And with 9-11, we found out that literally people developed PTSD just from watching that, uh, that horrific experience on national TV. So it's really important for us to be mindful of those things. Uh, it, it reminds me of uh, another thing that we had. That, uh, I read an article, and this has been years ago, but it was uh, after I was done with Family Dependency Treatment Court, which is something I used to be a therapist for. I was reading an article, and in the article it said that Um, we had probably misdiagnosed, it said they estimated about two thirds of the kids that were put on ADHD medication, like back in the nineties, probably didn't have ADHD. They probably had trauma that was undiagnosed and they did a study. And through that study, that's what they found out is over half the people, it was right around two thirds of the people that they uh, did the study with actually had traumatic experiences that they'd gone through. And because childhood uh, PTSD in kids and in youth and ADHD uh, look very similar, back then we were doing a disservice to our kids and we weren't looking at it. At trauma, we weren't looking at those adverse childhood experiences. And because of that, we created an entire generation of people who were dependent on amphetamines because they were they were given Ritalin, Vyvanse, and all those other medications that were amphetamines, and they became dependent on those. So, so it was an interesting article, and, and at the time that I read that article, 
All I could think is when I worked family dependency treatment court, almost every single kid in family dependency treatment court had a diagnosis of ADHD and was on medication. And looking back, I mean, those kids were coming from families where there was either abuse, substance use, or severe neglect. Um, a lot of times they were coming from single households where they were seeing their the parent that they loved in these horrible situations. Uh, there were people in and out of the house, so they were developing really, really poor uh, attachment skills. And then that one person that they identified with, because let's face it, uh, I think you can be a good parent and have a substance use disorder, but I don't think you can be a great parent. Okay. So there were a lot of good parents that had their kids taken from them. And then those kids were put with somebody that they didn't know. Imagine all the opportunities for trauma there. And yet we were diagnosing these kids with ADHD and prescribing them amphetamines for their ADHD instead of actually looking at the tra tra trauma that they'd been through and uh, assessing whether or not there was some uh, acute or the long-term post-traumatic stress disorders. So, so I just summarize that to say, make sure that we're aware of those things with our kids Make sure that we're aware that adverse childhood experiences can re can, uh, can lead to substance use disorder and addiction. And that's been proven. If you don't know what ACEs are, then find out what the ACEs are. Uh, use the ACEs. I love the ACEs. I just hate my own score. Unfortunately, I, okay, I don't hate it. I've come to accept it because going through all those things made me the person I am today. But anyway, so thanks everybody. Please, if you have questions that you want answered, uh, leave them in the comments. If you have any feedback for me, leave them in the comments. If it's really bad feedback, you can just send it to me personally. You know, uh, DM me with it instead of putting me on blast in front of everybody. Just kidding. Do what you got to do. Thanks. I love you guys. And that's the other part of forgiving yourself. You know what? I don't care who you are. I don't care what you've done. I know all the things I've done. You know what? I love me and I have forgiven myself for everything. And I want you to know I love you too. If you think that there's nobody out there that loves you, if you were one of my friends, I love my friends. And I, I love people that aren't my friends. I love everybody, right? Because everybody has a role that they can play in. Everybody can be a hope dealer and, feed, and pour into somebody else's life and make their lives better. So y'all have a great week. Um, and I will talk to you guys next Sunday. In closing, I just want to thank you for listening to the podcast. Please join us every week for new episodes. If you want to connect with us further, if you have any questions, topics you'd like to hear in the future, or maybe you would like to be on the podcast sometime, you can connect with us at betterlifeandrecovery.com. Uh, there's a Better Life and Recovery page on Facebook, or you can, uh, we're on Twitter, uh, B-L-I-R underscore N-P-O. Also, this podcast is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about the network at studiodna.media. Thanks a lot. Y'all have a great week.